welcome to the first Cowbell Fever podcast of 2022. I chat with Spencer Polly, who created the SkiWise app, about some of the particulars of developing an easy-to-share trail conditions app and why you should download it. Before the podcast, here's a quick recap of the Berkey's Q&A from earlier this week about race preparations, in case you missed it. First, vaccines. Recommended. They may be required if the numbers keep getting worse. From survey data, endurance athletes have very high vaccination rates, so we should expect pretty much everyone to be vaccinated. Please don't ski what's being called a cold turkey burkey. Training means fewer injuries, so be prepared. The National Ski Patrol will be back in full force, but they don't want to have to transport you or anyone to a hospital. Masking will be required in any enclosed area. Masks on buses. You can ski on Wednesday with the open track, and you can actually park at the start and get a ride back if you're worried about that. Uh, If you do want to do that, you're going to have to change in the next couple of weeks. Masks are required in tents. And tents are sort of open-ish areas, but they're still going to require masks there. And there might be to-go options for food, so you don't have to spend as much time in tents at the finish. There will be masks required at the expo. If you're not comfortable with the expo, someone else can pick up your bib. There will be instructions on that on the Berkey website. And new this year, you can actually pick up your bib at the start. Although if I were going to do that, I'd leave quite a bit of extra time. Bibs won't be mailed out because there's a lot of extra staffing and lead time involved with that. Rest stops will be actually similar to 2020. Touch points don't really spread COVID, and we know a lot more about COVID, so volunteers might be a bit more spread out, but they'll be out there. There will be self-serve options for those who want, but mostly it'll look like a pretty traditional event. There will not be a virtual option, which adds a lot of complexity for the Berkey. There's also no way to do a five-day event on short notice, so to go back to something like last year. So really don't expect a lot of major changes. Wednesday, open track. Friday and Saturday for the big races, and then smaller events in Hayward on Thursday is what it's going to shake out to be. If you are COVID positive, they'll have more information on the website closer to the race. If you have symptoms, probably you're not going to be able to show up and race. But here's hoping that the initial declines we're seeing in Omicron levels continue to the Berkey. Spectators are allowed. It's outside after all, so just show up, even if you're not racing. And now, on to the podcast. Spencer, thanks for joining us. Um, Spencer came to me about a year ago and uh, sent me an email and he said, um, you know, I love your Berkey website uh, and I listen to your podcast and I'd love to um, advertise on your site. And I, I just turned and I said, I looked at what he'd done. And I said, no, I'm not going to allow you to advertise on my site. I will absolutely promote uh, what you're doing for free, um, but I'm not going to advertise it. You know, Spencer has a, an app for ski conditions, and this is something that I'd sort of tried to do with a web-based thing about 10 years ago and had built up a database of ski trails in the east, and I know there's databases in the Midwest, but this is just a really fast, easy, uh, mobile-ready, mobile-first solution, and I wanted to bring him on the podcast to sort of talk about the genesis of that and uh, also talk about the Berkey. So thanks for joining, Spencer. Yeah, thanks for having me. And before we start, I just want to say thanks, because uh, you're a big reason that I've been able to push SkiWise towards the Northeast area. You gave me some of the uh, trail information that's helped now me be able to expand to that sort of demographic, which has been awesome. So so thanks, and uh, yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, how many trails do you have in the database now? Yeah, I think it's like 816 or 817. A lot of them, the new ones that are popping up are like some smaller ones that kind of just been lost in the mix but a lot of the midwest area and a lot of the northeast area mainly yeah i know i I think i sent about 250 that sort of stretch from northern maine to western ohio and then sort of pick up in michigan and go out to north dakota and then pick up again out west Mm -hmm. yep yeah i still have to kind of get the west side of the u.s but uh they're slowly trickling in there's quite a few in montana and whatnot so 
So you've skied the Berkey several times, despite being a pretty pretty young person. Yeah, yeah. So I've done it either four times. I've done the Cordy once. Actually, I was I've done the Cordy twice, but I I took a wrong turn, which this was when it was on the same day, and I accidentally did the full Berkey. And I know it's like very not allowed, and I was not trying to do it on purpose. But yeah, that that accidentally happened when I was like seventeen or eighteen. Um, so I guess I've done like four Berkeys then. And they didn't catch you when you tried to do that and turn you back? You know, they did at the next aid station, um, but but right at the at the break, uh, nobody really said anything. And then at that point, I didn't want to go against the flow. It was going to be a mess to get back. So they kind of just said I looked like I was doing fine, and I was in really good shape, so I just kind of made it through the whole thing. I, I think there's a story um, that Jesse Diggins tried to do that and was turned back when she was skiing the court a little bit. And, uh, open invitation if she wants to come on the podcast and discuss it. <laughs> but I, I think there was something in her in her book that she tried to do exactly that. But because I'm sure you were in good shape, but she's in pretty good shape too. And I think was <laughs> out far enough in front that they noticed like, you know, the, the young kid, young girl in the, uh, in the yellow bib and said, no, 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 you're going that way. So you must, you must have gotten lost in the shuffle at where, where it splits off at, uh, yeah. you know. And then I guess it sort of depends on the year. Sometimes on a fast year when you come down a timber trail, if you're going, you know, 25 miles an hour, you might fly right through before a volunteer can grab you. Yep, and I, I remember the sign said something like classic left, skate right, cordy left. And I was like, oh, I'm doing skate. And I just went right. And I was like, oh, crap, wrong turn. Yeah, classic left, skate right, skate left, classic right, right left. <laughs> and, and you've climbed a little bit coming in there and you might be cold. And yeah, yep. I've never done the cordelope, so I've never gotten the experience to try to cheat and do a Berkey. <laughs> I think there, it's different days now, so I don't even know if it's possible. But, you know, I guess. Well, now you can just do now you can just do both. Yeah, that's true. And I know people have done that. And if they put the cordelope at the day after the Berkey, I'd consider it. Um, I have... I have evil plans this year. I, I don't know if I should even jinx them that if, if the weather is really nice and the skiing's really good, then I might try to ski back to the start. Um, you know, have yeah. a have a couple of brats in Hayward to refuel and, and maybe a beverage or two and then, you know, uh, ski back to get the van. So we'll we'll see if that happens. That that would be interesting. I don't know if I'd be strong enough to do that but i skied a i skied 100k last fall and it was but all at once and it was a uh, on a fast day it was a long day mm -hmm. yeah yeah that can easily be day. like six hours plus especially when you get tired oh yeah i mean it would be like you know on a fast berkey day it would be like two and a half hours down and then might be four hours back i'd bring a headlamp yeah but we'll see and you have to i also have to make sure that you know pretty much all the skiers are off the course too because you know hopefully no one from the Berkey's listening to this and, and pull my pull my registration and say we know you're trying to monkey around with our race we don't we don't like it but um we'll, we'll see uh, I uh, my eyes might be bigger, bigger than my stomach on that one so <laughs> and and you know I'm hoping too that we'll have just perfect weather like we did in 2020 now did you ski last year in the in the actual race or virtually or what you do uh, I was gonna do the actual race um I got COVID like four weeks beforehand though so I just decided to not do any big races after that um, I took it more chill for the rest of the season um, but I'm hoping this year I can stay healthy and then I hope to do the in-person Berkey yeah well I think that makes pretty much everyone listening to the podcast and signed up for the race so you're a computer science major at UMD and then you graduated last year yep yeah I did so um, I, I started SkiWise when I was a junior and then I built it and, and grew it more senior year, and then now I'm just a new grad. Um, so this is my first year running ski-wise outside of 
um, graduating. And did you do it as like a class project or did you just do it because you saw sort of a need that needed to be filled? Yeah, this was a passion project. It was probably 50% me wanting something to do because I kind of felt like I was getting comfortable programming, but I didn't have anything big to work on. And then it was 50% me just having such a need that I've had since high school. Um, and I've been doing cross-country skiing. At that point, I've been doing it for like seven years. Um, so I knew there was demand for it. I just wanted to to kind of build it and see like, hey, is this actually something people could use? I knew, um, uh, and, and that first season, I got maybe like 200-something skiers and really just was testing out the waters and I got a ton of feedback. And then the senior year is really where I was able to grow things and, and meet you, Ari, and, and get you know, more expansion to other areas and whatnot. So. And so now is this a, still sort of a part-time passion project and you found lucrative paying, paying work? E- exactly, yeah. It's, it's just what I do kind of through this winter months, along with skiing on the side, outside of my day job. Um, hopefully I could take it to a, a full-time thing at some point if I choose to kind of go to that direction. I have some ideas, um, but I'm fine with where it is. It's, it makes enough money just to pay for its costs, essentially, so... It, at that point, I can run it indefinitely, and I'm fine with that. I can I can tell you about a certain uh, Berkey Guide website that does a very similar type, kind of thing. Yep. <laughs> when you started this, were you sort of thinking that there needed to be something that was more mobile native? Because this is really built as a, a, a mobile-first app, something that you use when you finish skiing and, and can you know take a photo and upload it sort of immediately. Yeah, so I think my, my mom a little while ago described this best, and... And she said, kind of like when you're at the, the head of a ski trail, you just went skiing, you're cold, everything's cold. You, you kind of, if, you wanna, if you're going to make a trail report, you want it to be really easy. You want it to be big buttons. You can just click. Maybe you don't even have to type at all if you don't want to. Um, and you can just submit it right at the trailhead. And so that's kind of what I was going for for SkiWise was something that's so easy to use that it, it doesn't have to be like something you even think about really. You just kind of ski maybe make a trail port after before you go ski you check the trail you'd be like oh here's the weather here's the the trail conditions that's a new feature actually that's just added is weather um for the trails i I don't think it's on the mobile version yet but it's on the web version still so um yeah Yeah. the, the the mobile features too allow some other potential things to come out so like right now we have push notifications if you if a trail port is made at a trail that you f- frequently ski at, you can get notifications. Also, I could do notifications where after you ski, maybe it sends you a notification saying, hey, we've filled out half a trail report. Do you want to just finish the rest of it and submit and stuff like that? So, oh, so like it would, it would know where you are, like a location-based thing would know where you are. It would say, you just skied here. You spent an hour here. We know that you we, – we think, we think you went skiing. Do you want to <laughs> confirm that? Exactly. Yeah, and just making it easier because – the easier it is to make the trail reports is really where it becomes more valuable because you can get more frequent, more updated information. Right. And I know that for, you know, given how some years and especially early season, um, especially in some of the more marginal climates, really trail reports can be kind of iffy. And, you know, you, you want to drive half an hour when, yeah, they, they said they groomed yesterday, but you don't really know if it's going to be good or they, you know, did they did the three inches of snow actually fall? So I know I haven't 
gone skiing because I just haven't had that information. So it's helpful. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing for me is that I'm really excited about using it this year because last year I had a, a phone that lasted one month shy of seven years and the battery, it wasn't on its first battery, but if I took it out and the temperature was below 30, it would die almost immediately. So there were times when I was trying to poke in really quickly a trail report and the phone would die and I'd have to warm it up and plug it in the car. So I have a new phone now and I'm just stoked about going out and being like, all right, cool. Trail report. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Yeah, I just, I just love that, making it as easy as possible. I think that's the key, really. Do you work at all with trail groomers and trail managers, or is it mostly just uh, users? Yeah, so that's kind of uh, the next step. There are probably a dozen or so trails that are actually posting grooming reports. I know like Snowflake in Duluth, that's where I, I've skied before a lot, like my freshman year of college. Um, they post some grooming reports. There's quite a few near Bemidji area in Minnesota, and and there's more kind of coming along. That is really where I see kind of the biggest opportunity, though, especially for the future, is kind of making this a really nice tool for trails, because it could be really a, a tool where trails can allow skiers to maybe like get their pass, um, view trail conditions, view the information, is it open, is it closed, uh, and it could also be really easy for groomers. They could just like have the phone in their pocket as they groom, running, you know, seeing where they go, and then using that information to see what gets groomed and what, and just sending it to the skiers. So if I want to double down, that's kind of the direction I think I'd go. And that's really interesting because I think a lot of those pieces exist, but they haven't been integrated into a single product, especially with the end users also being able to contribute. So I think that's a really interesting way to go. Yeah, what I've seen is um, there, there's some like tools that do this for just general trails. And then there's some tools that do kind of trail reports for skiers. And I kind of want to be like in the middle where it's more than just trail reports, but it's also still limited to just skiers because not too interested in kind of the other niches. Because again, there's all those other tools. Now, I think there's a lot of unique things that just cross-country skiers can find really valuable. If it was more general as an app, I, I just couldn't do it. It's a great idea to do something that is really combining all of those pieces. Um, and, you know, I hope to keep following where it goes. Um, for people who haven't downloaded it yet and haven't used it yet, do you want to give a quick description of where they can find it and what the best way they can access it is? Yeah, so um, it's an iOS app, an Android app, and a web app. So you can just use it as a website on your computer or anything else. Um, you can find it at skiwise-app.com. It's free to download. There's really not any paid tier or anything right now, maybe in the future, but at, at this point, I'm more concerned about just making it useful for as many people as possible. I, I encourage you to just give it a try. If you see any trails on there that you, or if you don't see any trails that you want to be on there, you can submit those and I'll approve those as they come in. Um, otherwise, just making a trail report. And if you're a trail groomer or a club or whatnot, and you want to contact me and reach out, there's a link on the website and you can reach out and I can give you some more information and how SKUAS could be useful for you. But yeah, I'm just trying to make kind of SKUAS as useful for as many people as possible, especially since I've had this, like I've just wanted trail conditions to be something that you just know. And I, I've found that like the pictures on SKUAS are really nice. And so I kind of maybe want to focus on those more in the future and stuff like that. So that's kind of why I built it and and you might find it useful. And I, I want people to go on because I want to know what the ski trails are good <laughs> ski trail conditions are going to be like when when I go out. Uh, exactly. So that's uh so I have a vested interest in this as well. 
yeah, it's uh, it's more useful the more people that use it. So that's uh, that's one huge advantage that I've found to getting more people on it. And have you been have you found time to go skiing much uh, this year so far? Uh, I found a bit. Um, I've got last time I went was Saturday. It's like Monday now. Um, I went to Theaterworth. That's kind of my main place now that I'm in the Twin Cities here. Back in Duluth, I was going to like Spirit Mountain all the time. But I think there's probably like a mile and a half at Worth right now. So still, still feels early season, but I think it's going to open up and it's going to be pretty fun. So I'm excited. And the cities with so many trails are really a great place to have these real-time reports, especially in that the conditions can be pretty variable. And I will say it is, you know, having used this app quite a bit, it is very fast. It is 15 to 30 seconds to open the app click like four buttons if you want to write a description, but sometimes you're just saying like what the conditions are and submit. Um, I found it really, really easy to use. So I, I think it's I think it's great. I'm happy to promote it. I will probably keep talking about it in the uh, ads um, that we do. And I, I mean, I guess ads are supposed, the promotions, I'll say promotions because advertisements I'm supposed to get paid. And uh, I haven't gotten, I actually have every so often we'll do a, if, if anyone does want to advertise in the podcast who doesn't, hasn't created a cool website, let me know. We can we can talk about terms. I am available for very little money, but um, but if you, also if you've created a cool website like this, let me know about that. We might just do a podcast with you. Um, well, this has been great. Thanks for uh, chatting, and I will maybe see you at the Berkey. Um, have a great ski season, and uh, thanks for creating this. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and thanks to everyone. I hope you have a good ski season and can ski on some better trails this year. Um, hopefully with ski-wise and seeing the, the best conditions. More importantly than going skiing, just drive around, look at conditions, and make <laughs> ski reports. You can do that too. I, I, yeah, I won't be complaining. <laughs> My mom suggested she should do that. I'm like, no, I mean, it's it's okay. It's fine. I think the carbon emissions things, I'm like, well, what did you do? I drove around and looked at ski trails. Might not be great for the future of skiing, but it's great to have, great to have good information in a timely manner. Yeah, I agree. Thanks, Spencer, for coming on, and everyone go download SkiWise and post some trail reports. I mean, especially if you go skiing. And thanks for listening. We're hoping to have several more podcasts before race day and, of course, afterwards. And that's not much more than a month. Thanks, as always, to Catherine for the fiddling. Any Patreon supporters we may have, patreon.com slash offsevit. Go check it out. And we will be updating the unofficial berkeyguide.com website with 2022 information soon. So, Keep attuned to that and uh, keep attuned to the Berkey regular website because they have a lot of good information there as well. 